At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick. Welcome to the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com, the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel, and everything else we do throughout the network, including Three Yards Per Carry, Five Rings Cane, Cinco Arizona, Shula Bowl, and more. Today's episode, which I will be doing with Alex Toledo, is sponsored by Dutch Valley Farms. What's Dutch Valley Farms? For starters, they're not your average cannabis grow farm. They've got deep roots in the 305, and this hometown group of doctors, CPAs, and Silicon Valley professionals have taken their talents from the 305 to the 503 to make you the finest flower out there. How does Miami find its way all the way out in Oregon? Simple team with a shared belief in cannabis research and erasing the stigma behind the bud. Today, the Dutch Valley Farms crew is bringing together old school growing practices with new school tech to deliver a consistently clean, high quality experience. You can feel good about the proof is in the plant. If you want more information, visit DutchVF.com. That's DutchVF.com. Or follow them on Instagram at Dutch Valley Farms and check out the t-shirts. They're sending us some swag. So in addition to our five reasons sports t-shirts. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here on five on the floor where the Miami Heat have beaten the Washington Wizards to get their 41st win of the season. That's right, 41 wins with 18 games left, which means that since Pat Riley came in 1995, the Heat have still only had five losing seasons. Alex, I don't know if you saw my tweet. How many losing seasons have the Knicks had since Pat Riley left the Knicks uh, in 1990? And most of those didn't come right after he left either. They came later. Since after he left in 1995, how many losing seasons have the have the Knicks had? That's about 25 years. I would have to venture to guess. I didn't see your tweet, so I would definitely venture to guess 15, 16 years below wow. 500. That's pretty damn good. This year was 17. This was 17. Wow. Um, and, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, I think five of the first six after he left because he left that team to Jeff Van Gundy, and that team went to the finals. Uh, and so it's been... They've been just losing for 20 years. Essentially, Alex, they've been losing for 20 years. And actually, nothing quite gets retweets quite like Nick Slander. Hold on. I tweeted this out exactly 30 minutes ago, right as the game ended at 9.30. Uh, and since then, let's see. Um, 424 likes and 123 retweets. Uh, so yeah, people don't like the Knicks down here still. All right, but let's get to tonight. And this was not the most impressive Miami heat performance, except in one way. And I'm going to start with a guy who I was a little surprised. I was listening to Eric Reed at the end of the game and he was talking about Duncan Robinson. He was talking about Kendrick Nunn and the three point shooting to me, this whole game was bam, like with about four minutes left, I'm tweeting. Okay, bam, take over, take over. It's time to take over. And from that point, from the high post, he put the ball on the floor six times against outmatched defenders, and he had five good results All on right. those six tries. 
So I have to interrupt you here quickly because, you know, to supplement what you're talking about, Bam right now, who had just a monster game, you know, 9 of 13 shooting, 27, 14, and 6. Incredible defense down the stretch. He was playing point guard, facilitator, play finisher, all of that. But most importantly, he is at the post game right now doing media, wearing a Bradley Beal jersey. Oh, you got to be kidding. <laughs> yes, I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, That's the best man. thing he's done all night. That is literally the best thing he's done. I, I, he is. He himself. Unbelievable. He, well, he is. And, and this is my column is still up there. Bam, it's your time. Take your team. And one of the things I covered in my column late last week was that Bam is the heir to Dwayne Wade in every way, including the recruiting, except he's more brazen about it than Dwayne ever was. Like Dwayne was doing it like backroom dealing, like on the buses, you know, 2008 Olympics. Bam's right? taking like, lessons from Magic Johnson. Yeah, he's just doing it in plain sight. Like, he's just tampering in plain, plain sight. You know, bampering. Uh, I guess we're going to call it bampering. Is that bampering. <laughs> just created it. <laughs> so, That's the name of the episode for sure. Uh, and, and, and the point is, well, I had another name for the episode, but we, I think we'll go with bampering. Um, he, he was phenomenal in the last four minutes. He was everything you want him to be because the energy was matched, matched by aggression. The energy is always there. That's never a question with Bam Adebayo. The question is, is there the aggression? And the only person who has to believe in Bam is Bam. His teammates all believe in him already. Allen Iverson believes in him, told him at the All-Star Weekend. Chris Bosh believed in him, said he was, you know, he's the guy he wanted to work out with. Alonzo Mourning anointed him a year and a half ago. Udonis Haslam said he's the keeper of the mantle. They've all anointed him. Jimmy the was only- saying the same thing now. Jimmy yeah. has said the same okay. thing. It, it, it is time for Bam to take his team. He did it in the last four minutes of this game. He's playing a garbage Washington team. All right. I don't want to celebrate this win too much, but this is exactly what needs to happen is he needs to attack because even that one situation, the none three at the end of the game was because Bam got doubled and made the right read. So it's all about him. Like I said, I was a little surprised Eric Reed didn't focus on him. Although not surprised that, that he was in the winner's circle afterwards with Jax. Can they get this? And we'll get to Jimmy and all the rest of this in a second. Can they get this out of BAM two out of every three games? Do you think it's possible? Yes, but I don't. Like, if I had to guess, I don't think it's there for him right now. Like, I think he, like we talked about endlessly, he can do it, right? He can do it pretty much whenever he wants to. But I think he's taken so many strides this season and we, he's kind of just raised the bar for himself exponentially. And we're at the point where, like, okay, BAM. Uh, we started the season off where we weren't even sure who the second best player on the team was. And look where he is now. We're talking about him like, all right, Bam, you better be taking just as many shots as Jimmy. And we want you taking all of the shots down the stretch and creating and defending one through five. Oh, and uh, you're 22 years old. And this is your first year as a starter. Like, he is really outdoing himself. But I, just off the top of my head, and I, I would think that it's going to take a little while before he can do this every game. But I do think he can give you like 85% of this every game if he really wanted to. I think it only came to this tonight because Jimmy was out and because it was so obvious that they needed some extra creation because whenever, you know, Goran is their only other real like ball creator, especially without mm-hmm. Hero out there. And uh, when he starts struggling, it looks ugly. And, and that's when I agree with you that Bam needs to become the guy and just, you know, just go ahead and drive because he's either going to get free throw attempts or get a score or, or find an open shooter. I think he, he's a better play creator than Goran is at this point. But when they had no other play they had no, well, they, but that's the thing though. Like there was a lineup that he put out there after Goran went out. Right. And Goran had foul trouble and none had foul trouble. 
But Goran had foul trouble. Jimmy went back. I don't know what was going on with Sunsports tonight. It took them 20 minutes to get a report of what was going on with Jimmy. I mean, literally, it's the team. And I know sometimes they get frustrated because the team's not releasing anything to them. So that's probably what happened. That's funny. They had to deal with that too? Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. And it's 20 minutes, and I'm searching the Miami Heat's Twitter account. There's nothing. People are asking me. I'm like, dude, I'm sitting on my couch in Las Olas. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, there are people around Jimmy I could text at that point, but I'm assuming, like, if something's bad, I would. But, like, I'm assuming we're going to find out, right, from the team. And then all of a sudden it was a toe injury with complete mystery. Uh, I thought he went back, honestly, to use the bathroom. Like, that, that's what it seemed like because I didn't see anything happen to him. And sometimes guys will go back – so they won't report it right away. Um, but anyway, Jimmy went out. So you didn't have Jimmy. Dragic went out because he played so long. And so, and then, and so, you know, and then Bam was out. And they had this lineup out there for three minutes with literally no creator. I mean, without those three guys and without Hero, and that was ugly. Um, and, you know, obviously you don't even have Crowder. So you're playing Solomon Hill's basically playing Crowder's minutes. It's interesting that Iguodala didn't get those minutes at the end. He didn't get him at the end, but he got him during that one period of time where all those guys were out. But that was kind of short-lived. But there was – I mean, that thing was – you could tell that they, they had no playmaker on the floor at all. And I you know, suppose trying to imagine – and at first I didn't realize what happened with Jimmy. So I'm like, why the hell would Jimmy not be out there if he just took Dragic out? But this is an issue with this team. But I, I want to touch on something else. And, and look, Bam, that is what we need, okay, uh, to see. And I'm not saying we as a fan because you know my position on this. I'm a journalist. But I'm watching this and I'm saying it's in him. It's in him. Like, if you don't, like, this is constructive criticism because it's, it's not the third like, time he's done this in like two weeks. Right. And, it, but it's in him. It's, I mean, we, even the story from Zach Lowe about the way he got at the workout, you know, the pre draft workout with the Heat, you know, and, where he got pissed off. Like, there is some Zoe in him. There is some UD in him. Like, let's bring it out. And, and because the, the skill level is, is there. And, you know, there's certain things he needs to work on, the jumper, et cetera. But as far as putting the ball in the deck, he can do that. And he creates things for everybody else. But I want to get to some of this home road stuff because I was looking at this and actually I love it because right now when I live tweet games, it's like Myers Leonard is sitting next to me. Like I, I want to see Myers back on the floor, Alex, but I kind of like that he's not playing because like literally he's live tweeting games with me because he's retweeting my stuff and we're going back and forth. So I was tweeting out as the game was starting the home road splits, the efficiency splits for the Heat players because I'm trying to identify what the problem has been other than the turnovers spiking on the road. Um, and as I'm tweeting them, Myers is commenting on them and mentioning that I forgot to mention him. Uh, but I was looking at some of the splits today. Who do you think has the most dramatic home road splits on the team from an efficiency standpoint? Oh, that's easy. I don't even got to look at the numbers. It's Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, obvious when you watch. It's Kendrick Nunn. And that's why that three at the end of the game was so big. And I don't even think Kendrick would have been playing if they had anybody else. Right. Like that's that. I mean, because because of how 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 different he's been on the road. But if you take a look at his splits this season, and this is something I wanted to hit on tonight, um, because I again, trying they're going to be home now for th- for games against bad teams. So they're going to look fine. Right. Kendrick Nunn at home this year coming into today. His splits are 47, 39, and 89. I mean, that's pretty elite, right? 47, 39, 89. That's, and again, for people who don't know, the field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and then, field, and then, free, and then uh, free throw percentage. I mean, that's pretty close to 50, 40, 90 club. That's all jumpers pretty much because you know mo- that most of his shots are jumpers. All right. At 50, 40, 90, remember, I think there's only seven seasons of 50, 40, 90 in NBA history. Kendrick Nunn's basically doing that at home, Alex. On the road... 52, 32, and 75. 
that looks more like Deion Waiters. I mean, that oh, I mean, is two though. No, no, 42. 42. Oh, oh, I was going to say. Four, four, 42, 32, and 75. So it's not yeah. awful, but it's not great. And then I'm going to give you one more. Duncan Robinson. And again, that's why today was so big. Duncan Robinson at home, 52, 51, 83. He's making 51% of his three-point attempts at home. Now, on the road, he's still pretty damn good, and this went up tonight. 42, 39, and then 96. He doesn't take many free throws. He doesn't make any, miss any on the road. So he's good. There's a split. The other guy who's got a dramatic split difference, and he'll be back at some point, Tyler Hero at home. 45, 42, 81 on the road, 38, 36, 86. So, okay. So basically what I've been saying about this team, Bam's numbers, by the way, same home and road. Guess whose numbers are better on the road? Jimmy. Significantly. So what does that tell you about the team then? Every category, but I got one more. You know who else struggles on the road? We saw it again tonight, except for a couple shots. Dragic. Oh, I believe that. At home, 48-42-81. On the road, 41-34-73. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's as bad as not on the road. Okay, so what is this? And Jimmy's numbers all better at, at on the road. Why? This is my theory on this. Not affected by crowds, right? He's not affected by different shooting backgrounds. He's played in every arena. And he feels he needs to carry the team more because he realizes that these young role guys like Hero, like Nunn, like Robinson, and to a certain degree Dragic, who shouldn't be in that category, don't play as well on the road. So we saw Duncan break out of it tonight. We saw Nunn have 18, although he had some rough, rough packages. Uh, you know, he was some rough periods. Do we think that they can win games on the road with this, these kind of splits in the playoffs. I guess. You can beat Washington this way, and those guys broke out of it a little bit, but can you do this on the road in the playoffs? See, I think that's a fair question because 
again, this is why we've been harping on home court advantage being so important for them because we've been seeing this all season, right? Like they are just offensive juggernauts at home. And to be fair, they've been a very good offensive team all year. I'm not trying to trash them or anything at all on offense, but uh, yeah, like it's, it's a question that is going to be very important in the playoffs because, you know, if you play Philadelphia in the first round, they might still have the best home record in the league. I don't remember, but last time I checked, they had two or three home losses. Uh, and that was better than the Bucks. It was better than all these other elite teams. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a fair question. But I think, more importantly, those stats that you were laying out just now about the home road splits, you know, convey to everybody that this team is better when it's more about the team's effort and not the All-Stars effort. Because I think they're going to give you that effort regardless. But as far as the scoring effort I'm, I'm talking about, right? Like, I think... Mm -hmm when the rest of the team is on fire, there's a better shot they win because that means the ball's moving. It's popping, like you like to say, and they're getting good looks. But on the road, a lot of those things kind of get mushed a little bit. Even like mm -hmm. the Wizards are not a good defense at all. In fact, one of the worst they're defenses the worst in the league. In, no, they're the worst in the league this year, aren't okay. they? Yeah, they might be. They, they might <laughs> I mean, be. they've been bottom three the whole season. So yeah. And like the Wizards are the one team that makes the Heat look like this ground and pound paint team because they, they out rebounded them by like 19 rebounds had like 20 more points in the paint like this it, it's a very weird Wizards team like I don't think it's representative of the rest of the league at all because they're very bad and they're just offense you know 100% offense 0% defense but yeah like I don't know what to make of this team in the playoffs if it could be such a dramatic home and road split right like I think that's why it's important for Bam to keep being aggressive because they're going to need that, especially on the road when guys can't really get anything. But it is, it is representative that they're better as a team overall. Yeah, no, and no doubt. And that's why I think Bam needs to take more control because if you're not, if Jimmy's the only one who's going to be aggressive on the road and he was not tonight before he went out, he had three shots. Then what happens is if they're not aggressive, then these other guys are not getting the kind of looks they need to get. And, and then the confidence starts to go, and that's why I just – I loved I, – I, he's it tonight to me. I, Duncan's shooting. He gets open looks. He's going to make open looks. I loved the, some of the rest of his offensive floor game tonight. Uh, he did some really smart things with the ball. Uh, you know, none had some moments. Okay, there – you know, but, but to me it's about Bam. Like, it, he has to recognize who he is right now. And he's their best player. Like, as far, you know, I know and we've had this argument, him or, him or Jimmy, and there's a lot of things Jimmy does better than Bam, and there's more experience there. But what I mean is, to me, Bam is the one that's affecting the game the most ways right now, in my view. It's close, but I don't know that it's going to be close in a year. And I think once Bam kind of recognizes who he is and stops worrying about stepping on toes and blushing every time someone compliments him, then I think this team takes it to another level. We're going to talk about this a little bit more uh, after the break, but I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. If it's, shop, if it's frustrating to shop for dress clothes, you can't find the right fit, color, or style. Maybe you feel like you never know what to wear or how to wear it. Maybe you have a wedding or a special event coming up or you just wear professional attire daily. That's why you got to go see Blanca over at Cervani Men's Custom Clothier in South Miami, her private showroom, located right across from Sunset Place, on Red Road. It's right above Shula's right down there in Sunset Place. Cervani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in South Miami for over 30 years, as long as the Miami Heat has been alive. Your custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit you just the way you like. So schedule a private consultation with Blanca to start looking your best. Get a female's perspective on men's fashion. Give her a call at 305-310-2085. That's 305-310-2085. 
Nothing fits like custom tailored clothes. Stop buying off the rack. All right, let's close here. I was going to talk a little bit today, Alex, about Bradley Beal, but I don't even know there's any point. I mean, he's incredible. He's being wasted there. I'm hoping at some point he recognizes, I think he has, but <laughs> it's not going to happen with that organization. And I mean, he's, he's next level right now though. I mean, I, there were people, Alex, before the season arguing with me that he was not an elite two guard. And I'm like, dude, you don't even got to go back that far. Like as soon as uh, Tyler Hero started turning into a good player, right. people were already ruling him untradeable for Bradley Beal and that he was going to be what Bradley Beal was in like two years. Like, I mean, I do we realize what Bradley Beal is? Game. Right. I mean, would we realize what Bradley Beal Right. With no other, with, with, with really nobody else to worry about. I mean, it's not that they can score Bertanza, but it's, he's the one creating everything for that team. It's yeah, remarkable. And, and like the whole team is based off of having a bunch of three point shooting weapons. Cause that's really all they have. Like you look at their, right. their whole offense is, is uh Beal, Bertans, Mo Wagner, all these guys were just launching. And even still, like you would think that that would make it easier for the defense to guard. You just have to cover the three and still he's getting all these shots. He gets them however he wants for the most part, putting up 30 a night, on this terrible team I, and doing it efficiently. That's the thing. He's not, he's not putting up 30 a night and like shooting 32% from the field. Like it's, it's uh, Dwayne Wade has only only in his career only had two 25, five and five seasons. Bradley Beal had one of those last year and is having another this year. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's Dwayne. The game has changed a little bit, but he's elite among the elite. He's the best so player Florida has ever produced. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right about that. He is. No, he's better than Horford or, or Noah, right? He's the best player Florida has ever produced. He's probably better than Horford and Noah, yeah. And just behind you, Donis Haslam. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm sorry about that. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of which, uh, before we get to the last part of this podcast, we did a podcast with Jay Crowder, or Alf and I did, on Saturday. It's fantastic. Um, the timing of it was interesting because if you remember, Jay, Jay had committed to doing it with us, but then he had the concussion in New Orleans. We, we haven't talked at all about the New Orleans game. There's no need. They were awful. The turnovers, they were dreadful. Um, they, trying to forget that game. I'm trying to forget. Well, I, I, I forgot most of it. I mean, they, then they rallied back behind Solomon Hill. I mean, it was just a weird game. By the but, way, <laughs> solid man Hill. A couple good games in a row. Yeah, I don't know if he's a rotation guy. But anyway, uh, so one thing about it. So Jay Crowder left with a concussion, uh, although he did 28 minutes with us on a podcast on Saturday after the concussion. So if he said anything weird, we're going to blame it on that. But actually, it's a fantastic podcast, and we're going to release it after this one. So we just wanted to wait because Jay didn't play tonight, uh, but it'll be out here in the next couple of days. And one of the things that you'll notice is he sounds exactly like Udonis Haslam. Like he's a, like his voice is when you, when you just, if you looked away, you would think you were, you were talking to Udonis Haslam. It's a There's great no podcast. Way. He's got a lot he of has a Miami accent already. He does. No, not only does he have one already, he's a, he, he declares himself a Miami guy, which is one of the whole things about the podcast that I think people find interesting. All right, last thing here. This week, we got one minute left. Uh, la we've, got, we've got some garbage coming into town, right? Charlotte, New York, and Chicago. Um, can the Heat, in your view, make a real push for that three seed? Did Boston lose tonight? They did lose tonight, yep. right? At home, right? The Heat are now a game and a half back of the Boston Celtics for the three seed. So do we need to recalibrate our expectations? So I mean, we the might Heat have hit this soft part of the schedule with some home games. I mean, we tried telling, we tried telling people, man, the Heat are going to go through a soft part, and now it's like primed and ready, right? They've won four out of the last five. That Pelicans loss is pretty ugly. But if they need to win these three games 100%, period. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're really trying to compete and, you know, sell yourself to these all-stars, that you're in the same level – as the Raptors and Celtics, that you can challenge the Bucs in the playoffs. 
and that you're right there as a top 10 team, you need to beat these three teams and just put yourself in that conversation. Control your do destiny. You, do you want to, though? That's my question. Do you want to? Do you want the three seed? If you're in the four seed, the likelihood now if, if, with the injuries Philadelphia's got is you're probably going to see Indiana in the first round, and then, then mm-hmm. if you beat them, you got Milwaukee in the second. Would I don't you know. Prefer, would you prefer that to Philadelphia and then Boston or Toronto? Well, the thing is that Philadelphia is also banged up, just like the Pacers are. So no, but that's what I'm saying, though. But they're that, both so, in a race for six right now. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. If if the Pacers, if if Philly is so banged up that they're going to end up in six, do you really oh, want? Yeah. Do you really want the three? Because the the three path is Philadelphia and then either Boston, Toronto. We don't like the Boston matchup. Neither you nor I. Would you rather have that than have Indiana and then Milwaukee? Listen, we've come. We've come this far, right? I they're was saying un- they're undefeated year. against Indiana and Milwaukee. All right? year, I'm going to tell you this. All year, I was saying, be scared of the Philadelphia 76ers. They're too big. They're too tough for the Heat. I'm telling you right now, I don't care if they're five or six. Give me the Sixers. I'm not afraid of them. And then again, the second round thing, Boston or Milwaukee is pick your poison. Like I think Milwaukee is a higher ceiling. Uh, Boston is just a, a tougher matchup, uh, you know, for the Heat's roster to handle. Either way, it's going to be really hard. Uh, I would rather get the higher seed, no, no doubt about it. Especially, you know, if they're still in that phase one of trying to uh, to, to get other all stars. So I think it's uh, important to try to get all of those little wins as you can. I mean, the wins are good. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I, I don't know necessarily that it's better to be the three than the four. I, I I'm going to present this on Twitter. Bradley Beal the podcast. So did a different, so did another guy who played in Miami, and so is the quarterback that the Dolphins are going to draft because they're going to have to move him from thirteen to three. Um, I don't, I'm not so sure. I, I, I don't. And the other thing was Milwaukee. I wonder if they're going to lose a little rhythm here because I think they're going to shut Giannis down soon. They're, they're not going to now that he's got, uh, you know, look. I, I think now that he's got this minor knee thing, and it doesn't look like they're going to get seventy wins. I think they're going to scale back. Maybe they lose a little rhythm going to playoffs. Who knows? I, I, I would. I, usually I'm for get as high a seat as you can. I don't know if I want to be in Boston's bracket. I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, to me, that would be, you know. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I got that wrong, right? Bo- I mean, they wouldn't be in Boston's bracket, right? Because Boston would be the four. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're I screwed right. That, I screwed oh, that never whole mind. segment up. I screwed that whole segment up. I screwed no, the whole damn thing up. Just no, forget it. it. We got it, 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 If, if Toronto's the in the two, off. right, okay. Sorry. You know what that means? It's time to end the podcast. Check out onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E calllegal.com. Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, someone there 24 hours a day to handle your case, whether it's immigration, traffic tickets, personal injury, sports law, just about anything else based right there in North Miami, right before the Golden Blades. I apologize for screwing that whole thing up. Listen, to cap this off really quick. Yes, we capped it off. The Heat getting the three seed and then being over the Celtics and the Sixers would just be glorious. That's true. We'll have a t-shirt for that, by the way. I was giving, <laughs> I was giving Smoot some ideas for some Celtic shirts. Um, do, we think, uh, do we think you're not on my fucking level would be a good t-shirt for the, uh, for the Heat Pacer series in the first round? Oh, I like that. Yeah, if they play them, uh, it's, it's a pretty good idea. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.